Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. TPV Radio, Central Texas. This is AR Base. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Cover your cough or sneeze. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. And remember, you're safer at home. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by Live 365 and this station. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go! That's right, family and friends. It is the hottest radio network on the planet. TPV Radio have an all-star lineup just for you. Sunday, TPV Reloaded at 2 p.m. Monday, it's The Grub at 12 p.m. The Reality Coach at 6 p.m. Tuesday, Victory Over the Weights of Life at 6 p.m. Friday, The Caribbean Pepper Pot at 8 p.m. Saturday, Brother Down presents at 4 p.m. Men, let's talk every first Friday of the month at 4 p.m. TPV presents by appointment only. Coming to you on June 6th, it is our Saturday buffet with Lorraine Brown at 12 p.m. Walk with me. Let's go. At Majel's Products, we care for a better you with our handmade natural ingredients to give you healthier skin, body, and stronger hair. Like our face, foot, hair, and body care products. To order yours today, please visit our website at www.majowsproducts.com or on Facebook at Majow's Products. Get yours today and get your faster results without breaking the bank. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Quite like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. The following program will change the way you think and lead you to a relationship with Jesus Christ. Listener's discretion is advised. You're listening to Victory Over the Weights of Life. Over the Weights of War. With Sis Diane LeBrand. Right now on TPV Radio. Over the weight of life with Sister Deanne Libreen. Yes, yes, yes. It is Tuesday, June 23rd, 2020, and you are listening to Victories Over the Weights of Life with yours truly author, speaker, and your host this evening, one and only, Diane Luper. How are you, everybody? I pray that you have had a great day thus far, but you know how we do it. First of all, you still have time to share this. You still have time to uh, text somebody and tell them, hey, come check out this show. You still have time to do that. But before we go any further, We can't do anything without the Lord. He is first in everything that we do. He said, in all of our ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct our path. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we want to thank you for this day. God, we give you thanks and praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. 
We magnify your holy name, Father, because there is absolutely none like you. We can search the whole world over, God, and we can never, we will never find anyone like you. So today, Father, we come with a grateful heart to let you know we are thankful to be here, to be able to gather ourselves, to able to be able to hear what the word of the Lord is, to be able, God, to be in our right mind. So God, we give you thanks and praise. Lord, we invite you now into this program. Every ear listening, Father, we pray that the blood of Jesus be applied to their ears. And God, we pray in this program, God, you bring peace to somebody. You will encourage somebody. You will uplift somebody. And most of all, Father, you will let them know that you have loved them with an everlasting love. So God, wash us, cleanse us, purge us, purify us, sanctify us. Use us for your purpose and for your glory. Let our life glorify and magnify heaven. Father, we pray for TPV Radio. We pray for Pastor Brother Chris and, and sister, sister Denise, Lord, Shanice, oh God, the devil is alive. We pray for Brother Chris and Sister Shanice, God, I bless them, I cover them, I put them under the blood of Jesus, Father. Even now, I pray Psalms 91 over them and their family. Keep them close, keep them covered, keep them protected in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for today, and we bless your God, and we love you. And we ask you these things in no other name than the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Praise God. Again, thank you so much for being here today. There are so much to talk about, so many different issues going on in this world. My God, my God, my God, it is so crucial right now if you don't know the Lord. This is the most perfect time to get to know God. If you have no relationship with the Lord, this is the most perfect time to get to know God, not through grandmama or grandpa, not through your pastor, but to get to know God for yourself. Amen. A lot of people are all about religion, 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 what the Lord is about is relationship, and there is just so much going on. And there is so much hurt right now, and there is so much chaos right now, and so many people are ending their lives. And, oh, my God, it's, it's just one after another. And, and one of the things I would like to speak with you guys tonight, just in case you don't know, if this is your first time catching my program, I want to thank you again and welcome. But this platform is uh, dedicated to domestic violence. So we we speak freely on this station about domestic violence. And I just want to thank God for Brother Chris and Sister Shanice for giving me this opportunity because when we talk about domestic violence, very, very few leaders in our church speaks on it. And I'm going to say something, and some people may get mad at, and the reason why they might get mad at it, because I heard somebody said, the if the cat fit, wear it on the island, they say, only the dog that oh, hollers God. make a sound when you hit it. So whoever hollers, I can't say my bad. But a lot of the reason why there there is not a lot of <clears throat> preaching and teaching about domestic violence in the church is because it's in the pulpit. Plain, clear, and simple. Wow. It's in the pulpit. So why are people going to talk about what they have going on? Because that will make them the epitome of hypocrisy, of being a hypocrite, you know? So some people just much rather not speak on domestic violence at all because it goes on, I've heard a lot of pastors speak on domestic violence. They they just kind of brush over it and breeze over it, but they do speak of it, and some of them, they act like that never happened. It, it, it doesn't go on. But the reality is it does happen. And I've met pastors' wives, uh, what do you call them, uh, prophets' wives, uh, who are who are battered uh, mentally, emotionally, financially? They're they're battered, you know, because a lot of them they they 
they're smart, they won't hit, you know, because in their in their mind they'll say, if I'm not hitting, it's not abuse. So they'll use their words, they'll use their emotion, and they'll use finance. So it does happen, and I believe that's why we don't speak too much about it in the church. But on this platform, praise God, we are talking about everything, <laughs> domestic violence, everything. I've had women reach out to me. You know, and they say to me, I was engaged to a bishop. That's the one that just cracked me. I was like, the bishop? He was engaged to the bishop, and she had to call the wedding off because the bishop was just ridiculously abusive. And, of course, all the other women in the church, you see him in the pulpit. So many women in the church want the man in the pulpit. But I say this all the time, the man in the pulpit and the man at home behind closed doors, these are two different men. You will not catch husband acting like pastor at home or vice versa. Amen. And I've seen it for myself. I've, I've seen pastors. I've been around pastors who are very dogmatic towards their wives and very controlling and very manipulative and would use the word of God to find a way to control their wives and their children. And, again, we don't see it because no one talks about it. I was on YouTube, and there is a bishop and his son who is a pastor. And they had these little girls in the church. I want to say the oldest, I want to say is 14. And both the daddy and the son were sleeping with these little girls. You know, and my thing is this. How can this goes on in the house of the Lord? How can we say we love God? How can we say we uh, are, are, are shepherds watching over the flock? Because I thought a shepherd was supposed to give his life for the flock. Amen. The shepherd, the shepherd, Jesus told us about the, the, the good shepherd. He will leave the 99 behind and he will go and he will get that one that have strayed. So that shepherd is supposed to be loving. He's supposed to be kind. He's supposed to be patient. He's supposed to be understanding. If a shepherd can't be that way to his wives and children, what about the flock? And when I heard that, that devastated me because my thing is now, because I remember I was there one time with this thing. You see so many Christians, and they, they, they live a life in public one way, and behind closed doors, they live another life, and you will never know until you get to see them in both environments. And I, it's so easy for people to say, man, this Christian stuff, man, I'm not down. Because what they're doing, I was doing the same thing. Oh, I'm doing the same thing in the world. Pastors still getting drunk, <laughs> still getting high, okay? Still still doing what they do, amen? And, and some things we don't talk about. But again, this radio station, you heard it from the get-go, controversial. So what you may not hear on other radio stations, that you will hear here, <laughs> So I wanted to touch point on that because I did a post on my Facebook page and I said my heart goes out to the victims of domestic abuse who is in quarantine with their abusers. And for some people, this does not make any sense. You may not even it probably never crossed your mind if I didn't say it. Let me say it like this. It probably never crossed your mind if I didn't say it. But these people are at home with the abuser, whether it is mental, physical, emotional, financial, spiritually, sexual. And you have to think of the children. How are these children who are being raped and molested and the person who's hurting them is in the same house with them. The thing is, when we talk about domestic violence, it's an ugly, ugly 
ugly situation. We would much rather sweep it under the rug than to have anything to do with it because we don't like it, because it's not pretty. As I sit here and I bring attention to this matter, I'm not putting any money I'm not putting any money in your pocket. I'm not telling you how to get wealth. I'm not telling you how to get popular. I'm not telling you how to enhance your business with marketing and giveaways. I'm not telling you how to write a book. I'm not telling you anything that's going to increase your status or your stature, your money, your bank account, whatever you may want to call it. But for somebody right here, this is a lifeline. For somebody who feels or has been feeling like God has forgotten about them because God saw and God know in this corona world, how can he allow me to be in a house with this man or this woman? Because let's get it clear. There are women who are abusers. There are women who beat on their men. There are women there are women who molest their own children. So when we say domestic abuse, I want you to please, please, please remove just a man doing it. It's a man or a woman that does it. Amen. So that doesn't make the man worse or it doesn't make the woman worse. Because again I said it and again I I'll say and again I will continue to say it. I have no respect for either one. None. So if you are a man that is abusing women and children, no respect for you. If you are a woman abusing man, your man and your children, I have no respect for you. So there's no big eyes and little use in this matter with me, both scumbags. That's just the way I'll put it. Amen. But can you just take the time out? To just put yourself in a place to be with someone, you can't do anything right. You are walking around the house on eggshells. You are afraid to speak. You are afraid to go to sleep. Why would you be afraid to go to sleep? Well, you are afraid to waken up to blows. You afraid to waken up to a pillow over your head. And for a lot of women and children, you are awakened to somebody on top of you raping you or doing whatever to you. This is real. This is this is real. You hear me? This is real. And just to think of since what the beginning does the middle of March and we are now in June. Three months, 90 plus days. These women and men and these boys and girls have no escape, have no privacy. Some of them have no hope. Now, I'm going to say something that may tick a lot of people off again, but hey, I I notice I'm doing that very well, so I'm going to keep on keeping on. When it comes to, and I I said I was going to do a video on that, and I have not yet because I want to use (laughs) my good sense. (laughs) I want to use my good sense when I do that. I want to use my good sense when I speak on this matter because I know there are going to be good feedback, and I know there are going to be bad feedback. I know People may call me Uncle Tom, or people may call me a sellout, and they may say um, I'm hanging with this side, or I'm hanging with this side, or I'm this and that and the other. But here's my thing. I have yet to hear anybody cry out on behalf of victims of domestic violence. I have yet to hear anybody cry out on the women who have lost their lives and are in the process of losing their lives. I have yet to hear children who are being molested and raped and bullied and starved at home. I have yet to hear anybody say their lives matter. But call me what you want to call me. 
Here's the thing. I believe John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world. Now, I know somebody holy will say, well, we're not supposed to be in the world anyway. Can I ask you where you came from? Where did you come from? Because even if you grew up in the church, you have to make a decision. Because there are a whole lot of people in church who are still in the world. You have to make a decision to come out from among them and be separated. And I'm not hearing anybody say anything about these lives that are being lost. I, I am I am waiting to hear the statistics of how many victims of abuse lost their lives in from March to whenever it comes out. Because I, I, I wanna know because all lives are given to us by God. Every last one of us. When Jesus died on the cross, he died on the cross for everybody. Jesus is not a white person's savior. He's not a black person's savior. He's not a Hispanic person's savior. He's not an Asian person's savior. He is the savior of the world. I don't Again, I don't have no respect. You want to take somebody's life. God did not give you the right to take nobody's life. But why do we put value on certain lives and we don't put value on other lives? I was watching this lady on Periscope. And she was upset. And you you can feel her pain in the way she's the way she explained the matter, the way now she has to be mom and grandma to her granddaughter. And I think her granddaughter was maybe two or three. So that baby is never going to have any memory of her mother. She was in an abusive relationship. And that mom left and walked away. And homeboy could not handle it, and he put a bullet to her head. Does that life not mean something to God? Does that life go unattended? Does that life just disappear and nobody is affected from from what was done? And the answer is no. close family member last year buried a daughter again from domestic violence. He took her out of the state of Texas, took her to another state, put a bullet to her head. That life mattered too. And the lives of the children left behind and the moms and the dads and the aunts and the uncles Everybody hurts. We cannot be so skewed in vision when the enemy is so busy with so much deception and lies going around. And as the church, we should be the ones counterattacking. Matter of fact, we should be on the defense. We should never, and when I say the church, I got to say me as well. Because I remember saying, man, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I said, there's something in 2020. Every time I would say the year 2020, my stomach, I was like, I just, but I never sought the Lord, amen, to find out anything. So I blame me on my end. So I dropped the ball on my end, amen, because as children of God, he said, we're supposed to love one another. That means I have your back, you have my back, we have our back, us have us back, we have we's back. So we covered on all, all sides, all kind of all around. And this thing came up. And it, 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 you can look at it. I learned, I learned something this morning. Well, I, I knew of the, the corona 
it has a crown. So that's a king demon. And then I learned this morning it started in the King County. So homeboy's letting you know he's not no little wuss. He came to mean he came and he came with an agenda and he came to kill, to steal, and to destroy, and that's what he's done. But the thing about that spirit, it's also deceiving because there are other people who are losing their lives and we're not paying any attention. And a lot of that, a lot of the lives that are being lost are victims of abuse. There are elderly who were in the nursing home who are being victimized, who are being abused. Amen. We're not talking about that. So, so do you, do you, when, when it comes to something like that, is that a blessing or is that a curse? Well, you know, Sister Diane, if, you know, Grandmama was in there, Grandmama suffering, you know, and, and Grandmama died, doesn't that mean Grandmama is in a better place? Only Grandmama and the Lord knows that right now. The bottom line is we have no right to take nobody's life. Nobody's life. Amen. So even though grandmama was sick and corona came, what are we saying now? Do we not investigate what happened to grandmama? Is that a past? So whoever was treating grandmama bad is okay. Deception. The enemy have us like a horse in a race with blinders on. We're looking just one place. And he's coming and he's knocking us out and he's hurting us. We cannot, we cannot go into the building where we worship, amen, because the, the, we're, we're the church. We're the ones carrying the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. So we are the church. We are the body of Christ, amen. The Lord, uh, Father God did not send Jesus to die for a building made of, uh, of, of hands. So we are, we, are, we are the temple of the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit dwelling us, amen. So we can't go to church which is what most people call it. We can't go to congregate ourselves. And a lot of people are at home, and they're not even attempting to remain connected with God. And that this, this bothers me. And, and I know I'm all over the world because I'm, I'm, I just have one hour tonight because I, I, I should have asked Brother Chris for more time, but I have another appointment. But I, I just don't want you to take your mind off what, what, we t- what we're talking about. So all this stuff is happening, and the church were left holding a bag. And somewhere in some corner, the devil is somewhere probably laughing at us. So my oops, I did it again. They didn't even see me coming. Uppercut, Tyson, dropped, walked away, never saw it, boom. I had a procedure to go get complete to to do. And I was informed I have to postpone my procedure. Why? Because of COVID. And in the church, (laughs) in the church, in the body, and I have to wonder Lord, why? Why? Why, why, why do we suffer so much? Why do a woman have to hurt mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, sexually? Why does a man have to hurt mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, sexually? Why does children have to hurt? And so many times we put our eyes on us. We don't care about nobody else. And this is the reason why God gives me this big mouth. So I can say, take your eyes off of you and pay attention to everybody else in the world around you that's hurting. Sometimes we get so selfish. It's me, myself, and I. And I'm not telling you, don't look out for you, don't look out for your family, because I can't feed nobody first and don't feed mine. But sometimes we get so self-centered, y'all. We get so self-focused. We see people 
crying. And because it's not a close family of ours, because that person is not adding anything to our lives, it does not matter to us. I remember when I was working at the phone company, there was this girl who was in a really bad toxic relationship. And a lot of people at work, we don't really talk to the person. Y'all know how it is, work gossip. You talk about the person behind their back, girl, did you hear, did you see, did you know? And it was one of those conversations. And this other young lady, she said, well, if she like it, I love it. She don't want to leave him. If she like it, I love it. That that comment, statement, reply, rebuttal, answer, whatever you want to call it. And it's been over 20 years, and this thing is still in my head. I can still hear that young lady saying that. And the reason why is because domestic violence never knocked on her door. Because nobody ever slapped her. Nobody ever kicked her. Nobody ever choked her. Nobody ever held a pillow over her head. Nobody ever took her in the shower and turned the water on scolding hot. Nobody has ever done these things to her. So in her mind, domestic violence is just somebody treats you bad, you pack up your stuff, and you go away. And we don't realize the implications that come to domestic violence. We don't realize the suffering, the pain. We don't see the things on the back end of domestic violence. That's why women will leave, men will leave, and they come back. Because there is something that I believe that the church needs to really teach, and that is having soul ties. Soul ties. It is not so easy to break a soul tie, depending especially on the person you are tied to. Some people take years. You hear people say, man, I just cannot get over him. I just cannot get over her. I have tried. I have. You know why? That soul tie has never been broken. And I would love to hear pastors say this Wednesday night, or this Friday night, wherever, all this month, we're going to teach on domestic violence. We're going to speak on domestic violence because domestic violence, ladies and gentlemen, it's in the church. It's in the church. It is in the choir. It is on the usher board. It is in, in what is it, hospitality. It is. It, it's in the church. It's in the pews. Amen. It's in the pews. And we as church folks, all of us deserve an Academy Award because, honey, we can play the part. We can act. We can. How are you? Oh, I am blessed and highly favored. How is your husband? Oh, my God, he is just so wonderful. I could not have asked the Lord for better. And we just left the church. Just left the church at the front door of the church, lying, forgetting the story of Ananias and Sapphira, lying to the Holy Spirit, dropping dead. But the church, we don't do that. We don't do that. We don't say we're going we're gonna to have a meeting or we have a line. If there are any women in this church that are being abused, if there are any men in this church that are being abused, if there's any young boy or young girl in this church that are being abused, we have this number right here. You can call that number. We don't do that. And one of the reasons, <laughs> one reason I think that would really bother me, depending on who you talk to, because that's one thing with domestic uh, abuse people. We are very particular on who we talk. If we know you got a big mouth, we don't tell you nothing. And in the church, we speak on hypocrisy. But in the church, we are taught subliminally how to be hypocrites. You pay attention to so many people in the church. You know. You know. Because my friend told me, her and her husband, they went to some get-together, Caribbean juke joint type deal stuff. <laughs> and they get in there, 
And if you've never been to the island, this is not going to, uh, that type of dancing ain't going to mean nothing to you. You ain't going to know it. But uh, when you hear about whining, when you whine in the Caribbean, you, you go, all the Caribbean islands, we do it. You you go to Puerto Rico, you will find them mamacitas in there. They they, they rolling, they thing, they doing, they thing. You hear me? <laughs> and she said they go to that little juke joint. And who is winding down? The sister on the usher board. <laughs> so I asked her. I said, "So how did you? How did she look hey, Sunday uh, when you went to church? Because Saturday you drop it in hot, 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 and Sunday you you come in there and you shuck and jive and you pretend. And I'm like, so how did she look? Oh, she she was just doing what she do. It's gotten to the point where we come to church. We know we know the role we're supposed to we're, we're supposed to play." We don't want to say amen. We don't want to say hallelujah. When we say, Pastor, you better teach up in here, we don't want to do all of that. We want to say all of that. And we learn, and a lot of people may not want to admit that. You learn how to lie in church because you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know. When you had that conversation with mother, that's not what you told mother, and mother went and spread. You know when you spoke to such and such. They are the one that said this. You know, and then you get to the point, because I got that. You get to the point where you look at church people. They are a bunch of fakes, a bunch of liars, a bunch of hypocrites. You can't trust none of them. You know why? When you see and you know they see and they see you hurt and they know they hurt you, and they see you backslide, and they know it was because of you. See, when we hurt people, if, if we have the true Holy Ghost, we have the true Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, go say, go repent. Go make it right. You hurt him, you hurt her, go make it right. And that, that's when, and, and I understand, somebody might say, sister died in the Bible, say, our gifts and calling on without repentance. And I get that. I get that pastor's preaching. He's tearing it down. He's sweating. He got to get two different rags, a burgundy and a green one, one representing the blood and one representing prosperity. I get that. I get it. I get it. But after you've done all that preaching, after you've done all that laying of hands, after all that, what happens when you get home? And you open your mouth and you call your wife fat, dumb, stupid, look at you. You wonder why I don't want to touch you. You wonder why I'm not sleeping with you. You wonder why such and such is flirting with me and I flirt back. It ain't my fault. It's your fault. Look at you. When I met you, you was a size four. Now look at you. What you at? 20, 24, 32, 38. Where you at? How am I supposed to eat this food? It's not fitting for the dogs. But yet, we're in the pulpit preaching. Hold on to 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 the wall, y'all, because it's like something, Samson done roll up in here. The wall's about to shake, crumble, and fall, break down. And nobody talks about abuse in the church. Nobody talks about abuse in the pulpit. We don't talk about it. It's an ugly, dirty, funky, stank little secret, and we like it where it is. Because if we know the truth, what's going to happen? We're going to leave the church. What's going to happen? We go, we, let, let's say it, y'all, controversial. Here it is. Offering don't get small. So what, what does First Lady have to do? Say what? Keep smiling. She got to keep smiling. It's July. First lady got sleeves down, down, down to her wrist. Especially in Texas, July, it might be 108, 19. But you dressed up. Ain't it too hot? Why, sister, such and such? Why are you wearing boots in May? Because we have learned how to cover. And let me tell you something. Victims of abuse, 
when we look at the first ladies, we can tell which ones are being abused too. The the, the world called it game recognizes game. (laughs) You know, game recognizes game. You can look at first lady. How is she carrying herself? How is she holding her head? When she talk about him, look at her lips and her eyes. Are they in one accord? See, if we've never been taught, we don't know. And we're not going to be taught because we don't want that little secret to come out. So we will continue making bishop, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, minister. We're going to continue to make them good. And so many of us, well, not me because I know bad now. I know bad now, baby, because I know of pastors. Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, baby. I know pastors who would urge their wives to have threesomes. That's abuse. Say what? Why would you tell, why would you preach thou shalt not commit adultery and fornicate? And you got a little freaky sneaky in you, and you want her to recruit. Um, see, <laughs> see, a lot of people don't know a lot of things because you, depending on certain people, you're not around. You don't, you don't get on the in crowd. You don't know. But when you know of people, you hear stuff, and you learn stuff, and you see stuff. I remember this one prophetess came to our church, and she told us she was. She used to be a backup singer. I'm not going to say the, the group name, but a well-known group. If we all know know that group. We all know a few members of that group. Well-known Christian group. Love them. Love their songs. And that woman of God say they on stage singing and worshiping. And when all is said and done, they get the pics of the groupies. That's abuse. It's abuse. We don't look at it like that. A man will be a man, whatever. It's abuse. If we say we love God in the gift that God has given to us, we take it and we use it to get from somebody else. It's abuse. We're using it abnormally. It's anything you does not use for the purpose of which it was intended for. It is abuse, abuse. And when I heard that, I was shocked because I was like, but they look so holy. And then you understand, looks are deceiving. That's why not everything that glitter is gold. There are a whole lot of fool's gold out there. But the church... The body, we don't talk about it. And so many people are hurting because we're not talking about it. So many people are in despair. We're not talking. So many people in church are on drugs. Why? We're not talking about it because a lot of times there are so many churches. You go to church and you go for a word and you come out condemned. Because there are so many leaders in the pulpit. Some of them can be so dogmatic. So dogmatic. Talk to the people bad. You you watch Christian television and you can see how some of these preachers act. When they're preaching is one thing, but afterwards they, they talk, you they with their wife. I was like, mm. Mm. I was watching this brother and his wife. They were having a con- and she just I was like, Oh my god, look at her. That tells me exactly how she's at home. Stoic. And all she can say is yes. With that, that, that a hard smile on her face. Amen. Yes. She is his greatest cheerleader. And when I saw that, it reminded me of me and my ex-husband. Because I had to be his greatest cheerleader. And if I did not cheer right, when we get home, it wasn't going to be right. So I'm I'm watching her. So if you see such and such come and they say, "Mm, I think pastor beating on first lady. Oh, I think first lady is depressed. 
Uh, look at First Lady. She has no self-esteem. Look at First Lady. She don't look like she used to. She don't take care of herself like she used to. Have you noticed First Lady been gaining some weight lately? We see domestic violence. The signs are always there. Just like narcissism, they're all the same. The signs of domestic, you, you see it. You see it, whether the abuse is mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, sexually, spiritually. You see, there's a certain way victims of abuse carry themselves until they are delivered. And even sometimes I have to check myself. Sometimes I walk into a room and I feel, oh my God, I feel me fall. Not my body physically, but the way I see myself because I see another lady and I say, oh, and I have to remind myself, girl, you better get back up. Why? Because abuse will do that to you. And that's why we need. See, the world is doing their part. They have the National uh, Domestic Violence Hotline. The, the world is doing their part. What about the body? How's the body going to heal? How's the body healing. How are these men and women who are at home in this lockdown, no church, no school, at home 24-7? How are they living right now? And if you have a heart and you just think about it, that should hurt your heart. Because no woman deserves to be slapped. No woman deserves to be kicked. No man deserves to be shoved. No, no child should be afraid to go to sleep because when they go to bed tonight, daddy or uncle, brother, mama's boyfriend, while mama's in the shower, while mama's fast asleep, comes sneaking in their bed. No child. And I'm telling you right now, I thank God, 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 I thank God that no loopy-head person ever looked at my children and lay your hands on them because we could have been having this show, but I'd be behind bars doing this show right now because I would have killed them. And I know, oh, my gosh, there's a guy in the Bible said, thou shalt not kill. Well, you might not kill. But if somebody did to my kids what was done to me, the way it hurt me, the way it affected me, the way it caused me to see me, the things that I thought I had to do to regain who I was. No, 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 no. You're going down. You go For years, I looked in the mirror and saw ugly. The worst thing a woman can do is see the person looking back at them is ugly. The worst thing that can happen to a woman is to see the person looking back at her is weak. And you look at yourself and you say, I let it happen. That's a hard pill to swallow. A hard, that's why most victims, they walk away, they come back. Because when they look at themselves, everything that abuser ever said to them is looking back at them. But they don't realize it's deception. Whatever they say about you, which does not coincide with Psalms 139, it's a lie from hell. It's a lie. And I want to always lend my voice, give my voice, open up this big mouth and say to women, you're not ugly. What? What? Or, or let me say, like, name one thing in the Bible, in the book of Genesis, when God started creating. Name one thing you heard him say. Not good, ugly, bad, distasteful. Nope, put that one in the junk pile. He didn't say none of that. None of that. Everything God created, when he looked at it, he said it was good. He said it was good. Have you ever taken a look at a catfish? That's one ugly fish. (laughs) 
even though the Lord created it and he said, let, let, let's be truthful. Let's be true. Have you ever looked at a catfish? In my opinion, a catfish is just ugly. But what did God say when he created that catfish? <laughs> he said it's good. So if God said it's good and I say, Lord, I think a catfish is so ugly, do you really think my words matter? Do you really think catfish are stop being catfish? It's not going to bother them. Why? They know what God has called them to be. And what I want to do is to let everybody who have suffered any form of domestic violence to know when God made you, he said you were good. Matter of fact, he didn't even say you were good. When he spoke everything else, when he came to you, he got down. He got down. God got his hands dirty for you and I. The dirt, he formed us out of the dirt. And then he leaned over and he breathed his breath into He didn't do that to the dogs. He didn't do that to the birds. He didn't do that to the fish in the sea. He didn't do that to none of his creation. As bright as the sun is, as beautiful as the moon is at night, the way the stars twinkle at night, he never gave them as much attention as he gave to you. And I want victims of domestic violence to know this. Psalms 139 says, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. I don't care what other people say about you. If you don't know what God say about you, today is the day you find out. Today is the day you make a decision and say, you know what? I don't know who I am. I need to find out who I am. And I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray, Father God, that all the victims, of domestic abuse right now. I pray, God, you get them out. Get them out. And when you get them out, Lord, heal them in the process. I get so many messages from women. So many. This one sent me a message. She told me two weeks ago she got away. I felt like that was my own flesh and blood. She got away. She was happy. And I am happy. You know why? Because I know what she went through. I understand the fear that she felt being in the house. You have a baby. The baby can't even cry. What the, why is the baby crying? Well, I just put, what, you have to be a mama and you have to be like an octopus with six hands to be able to do everything at the same time. So when she sent me the message, told me she was gone, and grandmama, uh, the mother said, my daughter left, I was happy. And that's my prayer, to ask the Lord, all the women who are in that place, to get them out. And when they get out, to show them, to teach them, to remind them that greater is he that is in them than he that is in the world. Sisters, listen to me. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what, what, what background you came from. I don't care if you're in Russia, you're in Japan, you're in the UK, you're in the VI, you're in the Caribbean, you're in America. I want you to know this one thing, that ain't no sister better than you. And you might say, where, you might say this how an author speaks? Yes. Yes, ain't no sister better than you. But if you don't know that, guess what's going to happen? You're going to walk around with your head down. You're going to believe the lies of the enemy that tell you your head too big, that'll tell you your nose is too big, your, your eyes are too wide, your lips are too big, your skin is too dark, your skin is too brown, it's too yellow, it's too white. The devil, he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But the Lord Jesus came that you may have life and have it in abundance. If you don't know God, 
And if you would like to experience abundance, you can do that today, right here, right now. See, for you to give your life to Jesus, it would be good if you can go to the church to go to the altar, but right where you are, if you're driving, if you're sitting on your bed, you're in your living room, you're on your patio, right where you're sitting, if you make the decision to say right now, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come. Lord, I ask that you forgive me of my sin. Lord, I renounce the world. I made a decision today, Father, to serve you today. I make Jesus my Lord and my Savior. Lord, forgive me of my sins. Wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me. And now, Father, write my name in the book of life. From this day forward, I will live and I will serve you and you alone. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer right then, right here, right now, you are safe. Your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Learn what the Lord has done for you. Get in your Bible. Read your Bible for yourself and ask him for wisdom and understanding for yourself. He said in all of your getting, get an understanding. So it doesn't matter what anybody said to you, what anybody said about you. Only what God says about you matters. Only what God says about you will stand. Only God knows you. He knows your good. He knows your bad. He knows your ugly. He knows everything about you. And yet, he still sent Jesus to die a horrible death for you. That's how much God loves us. And we think, let's continue to pray for the victims who are in these abusive relationships. Let us pray that God begin to shed light in the church and give leaders boldness to speak on domestic abuse because in speaking on domestic abuse, it brings hope and it can save a life. Every life matters because Jesus died for every life. Every life. He loved everyone. He loves us all. Had he not loved us, we wouldn't have been here. We wouldn't have been here. We all were called. We all have been bought with a price. And that price is the blood of Jesus. So I urge you today, if you don't know him, I hope you prayed that prayer. And if you're listening to this uh, later on in the day, please share this. After you get through, share this. Send this to another woman. Put it on your Facebook. Share it somewhere. Let the people know that there is somebody speaking on domestic abuse, and in all what you're going through, God still got his eye on you, and he will bring you out. You have to know this. He'll bring you out. He will make a way. When he makes that way, when he gets you out, I just pray that you never go back to where you came from. Amen. I pray this word has blessed you. I pray this word has encouraged you. I pray this word will encourage you to pray. I ask that if you are not following me on Facebook, you go to Arthur Diane Lubre. Follow me there. Like my page. Instagram, Diane Lubre. I think I have Lubre. You can go to lubrebooks.com. I am giving away a free ebook entitled What Do You Know About Domestic Violence? Please meet me right here next Tuesday, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Father, again, we bless you and we thank you for today. Let your word rain down, God, and let it take a hold of the hearts of your people. Brother Chris, Sister Shanice, how can I thank you enough? How can I love you more than what I do? God bless you all. Until we meet again, walk with me, family. Let's go.
KPV Radio, Central Texas. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.